You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs. It's Unnecessary Roughness, presented by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. Yeah, man. One and oh, baby. Let's go. Come on, one seven. You guys aren't pretty enough. Yeah, Everywhere in the pretty. That's how we get started. It ain't got to be great. You just got to get it done. You just got to get it done. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Here's your boy Q. You just got to get it done. <laughs> I like that right there. Next time I see Devontae Adams in the locker room, I'm going to say that to him. Devontae. You just got to get it done. Just like he said right there, walking off the field in Denver as the Raiders were victorious 1-0 on the season. You heard Jimmy G right there. Way to get it, 1-7. Way to get it, 1-7. Love the fire from Jimmy Garoppolo. So funny how you can change your opinion on someone so quick, so fast, and in so a hurry. Once you didn't know what you thought you knew, and now you know what you didn't know, right? I mean, just think about that. Uh, pretty cool, man, to see how Jimmy has come along and how he's really developed a relationship with this team. And they're 1-0, and they're in Buffalo for the opportunity of coming up on Sunday to go 2-0, and return to Allegiant Stadium for a primetime matchup season home opener versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Of course, we have your hookup for that as well, the ultimate Raiders hookup. Matter of fact, we're going to get you qualified this hour to get two tickets to the game, two field passes, and an autographed player jersey. Again, the ultimate Raider hookup. We're going to get you in to win that this hour. But right now, join us on the phone lines from the draftnetwork.com is our good friend Justin Mello. And Justin put out a piece on Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo already proven to be a great fit in the Raiders offense. And uh, Justin, thanks so much for your time. We definitely appreciate you. And I ain't going to lie to you, man. I told everyone who'll listen. When the Raiders decided to make the move for Jimmy G, I had no idea what they were getting. Wasn't sure at all how he was going to fit, but one game in the books, one win in the books. What have you thought about Jimmy G with the silver and black? Well, I thought it looked like a perfect fit, right? The, the first thing that jumped out at me was the efficient stat line, right? 20 of 26 for 200 yards and two touchdowns. He did have the one red zone interception that was, you know, could have been a backbreaker, but he showed great poise to kind of bounce back from that and lead them to a crucial one-point victory over a Denver Broncos team that I think people have higher expectations for, right? With a Super Bowl-winning head coach in Sean Payton that they're expecting to sort of rehabilitate Russell Wilson. This was a big win for the Raiders and immediately puts them atop the AFC West. Obviously, it's early, but I thought Jimmy looked terrific. And look, when they made the move from the very beginning, it was about having continuity in the offense. And that's a strange word because obviously he, you know, he wasn't there last year. But how many years did he spend with Josh McDaniels in New England, right? You're talking about four years in that system from 2014 to 2017 as the backup quarterback. And, and, and they picked up where they left off, right? He looked extremely comfortable executing this scheme. In fact, way more comfortable than Derek Carr ever looked last season, in truth, right? So yep. when they made the move, this is what they made it for. And I want to get into that more a bit with you, but the early return would indicate uh, that they knew what they were doing, that he's a better fit for McDaniel's scheme and uh, already a huge victory here in week one for them. You know, you mentioned the red zone interception, and that was, you know, a bad decision by Jimmy. He said that after the game, it was a bad decision, but he didn't let it linger, right? He didn't let it cause a ripple effect or a snowball effect where all of a sudden he started playing poorly and started thinking too much. What is it about Jimmy that you see that just kind of makes him move on to the next play and not worry about the play that may have happened before that was bad? 
Well, I think he's always been an incredibly poised quarterback, and and say what you will, and, and and you know he's been he's made some of those boneheaded errors in the past. We saw it in San Francisco; some of those interceptions would rear their ugly head in an inopportune moment. But he's always sort of bounced back from it. I mean, look, this is a guy that's that's used to the public spotlight. Now that might that might sound obvious; every NFL player is used to the public spotlight. But you add in what he's gone through, right? In San Francisco, he's the guy; he's not the guy. We drafted a third overall pick. We traded up to get one to replace you. And then you think back to last offseason, right? It was a foregone conclusion that he was leaving. Everyone thought he was out. He said goodbye to his teammates. He doesn't leave, right? The shoulder injury kind of cools the interest in him on the market. He returns to San Francisco. He ends up starting, right, fairly early on. He's got the team firing on all cylinders. And then he suffers a season-ending injury, right? This guy's been through so much. But he's always bounced back. And I thought the way um, that he did that in this game was huge. You know, after that red zone interception, the winning touchdown pass, you know, you're trailing 16-10 with 6.38 left in the fourth quarter. It's second in goal. You've got to convert here. You know, you, you, you don't know, do you kick a field goal if it gets the fourth down? You don't want it to come to that, right? Mm-hmm. So what does he do on second and goal? He finds who was his go-to target throughout this game, Jacoby Myers. Simple slant route hits him for the go-ahead score. And then I think, you know, to to answer your question, what was even more impressive to me when you asked about his poise was when they were up 17-16 with two minutes left in that game, it's third and seven, right? The last thing you want to do here is punt the ball back to Sean Payton and Russell Wilson, have them drive the field. And, you know, they got one of the better kickers in football and give them a chance to attempt a game-winning field goal. What does he do on third and seven? He steps up in the pocket, avoids the rush, picks up a first down with his legs, right? That was essentially the game-winning play. It clinched victory. They go into victory formation, 1-0, and sitting atop the AFC West. I think that play right there for me was the one that it perfectly encapsulates his poise and his ability to bounce back from that red zone interception earlier in the game. Yeah, man, that showed his poise. That kind of showed the blue-collar you know, effect. Just go out there and get it done however you can get it done. It doesn't have to be the prettiest. The numbers aren't going to be the greatest, but a W is always pretty, and that's exactly what the Raiders were able to do is pick that W up on Sunday versus Denver Broncos. You mentioned that touchdown pass to Jacoby Myers. They had two touchdowns on the day, and Jacoby's right now in concussion protocol because that hit he got uh, hit on by Kareem Jackson, uh, the really bad hit. But with that being said, what did you see from that connection? Both those guys played in New England, but they didn't play together in New England. What did you see from that early connection between Jacoby Myers and Jimmy G? Yeah, I thought that was interesting, as you said, because they they never played together. But what do they have in common? It's comfort in this system, Mm -hmm. right? Whereas I mentioned Garoppolo played four years in this system. McDaniels, uh, excuse me, uh, uh, Myers played three years in this system, right? 2019 to 2021 under McDaniels as the OC and play caller with the Patriots. I saw a chemistry that must have developed throughout training camp in the preseason, and it must have been an instant connection, in my opinion. I mean, that first touchdown pass, we talked, okay, the second one, as I said, fairly simple slant route. But that first one, I mean, just look at Garoppolo's ball placement, in all honesty, right? It was gorgeous. I mean, he put that thing right on the back shoulder. That, 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 you know it's a great throw. Myers was draped up, right? There was a defender right on his back, right on his shoulder. How do you make that throw? Well, you put it in a spot where only Jacoby Myers can make the play on that ball. It was a perfect throw. Excellent ball placement from Jimmy Garoppolo. And it goes back to what I said. It was a theme of the offseason in a way for the Raiders, right? Everyone questioned the addition of Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, I think a lot of people also questioned the contract given out to Myers, right? They trade Darren Waller. They decide they're not going to pay him. 
you know, there's rumors Hunter Renfro is not going to have a huge role in the offense. There was trade rumors surrounding his name as well. They go out in free agency. They give Myers a three-year deal worth $33 million. It was a lot of money on the open market, right? You look at what some of the other receivers got. Uh, you know, uh, the Patriots replaced him with Juju Smith-Schuster, who got a little less money than Jacoby Myers did. I know it was a little later in the offseason, but the Titans give DeAndre Hopkins, you know, a, a former, you know, league-leading receiver, a very similar, you know, average per year salary compared to what the Raiders gave Myers. So I think there was a lot of people questioning that price tag when it came out. Same thing as Garoppolo, but as you see, they went out and strategically targeted players that fit this system, uh, that that have chemistry with the, not only with the quarterback, but of course with the head coach, Josh McDaniels as well. And hey, they're looking pretty smart after week one, right? It's a yeah. long season, but both of those guys look incredible in yeah. this offense. I mean, as I said, Jimmy, extremely efficient, 20 of 26. And then Myers coming down with two touchdown catches uh, when you're expecting to play second fiddle to Devontae Adams. So kudos to the Raiders front office because as of now, it looks like they targeted the right players. Yeah, no doubt about it. Again, Justin Mello from the DraftNetwork.com is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. So you mentioned earlier about Jimmy G and him being a perfect fit and what the Raiders need. How far can he go? How, how, what can he do in this offense? Like, how much better can he make this team? Well, I'll be monitoring their progress throughout the season, in all honesty, because this was just a bit of a surprise to me. You know, I, I did favor the Denver Broncos in this game. They were playing at home. Mm-hmm. Again, Sean Payton at, as head coach. You, the Broncos were favorites in this game. So the Raiders certainly caught me, and I think caught most of the nation off guard by pulling out this victory, a one-point win. So now the test gets bigger, in all honesty, right? They yep. play the Buffalo Pills this weekend, week two. We know the bill. We know Josh Allen can't wait to get back out there after that four turnover performance in a primetime loss to a Zach Wilson led New York Jets. The Bills are still kind of licking their wounds, but I promise you they're really looking forward to Sunday mm-hmm. and, and, and trying to bounce back. So I think it's key for the Raiders to go out there and compete in this game. You want everyone to buy in to that week one win and you want them to buy into what you are or better yet, what you can be you got to go out there and compete with the Buffalo Bills. You can't go out there and lay an egg, right? right. Lose 30 to 7, uh, you know, struggle to move the ball. That's, a, in my opinion, a, a pretty good Bills defense. I don't think it's quite as good as it was last year, but they still got a lot of terrific players, and they're going to be a, you know, a top 10, top 15 type defense this season. So you got to go out there, prove you can move the ball. I, I'm not sure what Meyer's status is. I'm assuming he's in concussion protocol. Yeah. You know, if he doesn't clear in time for Sunday, they, that would be a big loss for them. They'd be down a weapon. Can Garoppolo get the ball to some of the other guys that maybe he's still, you know, the chemistry is still a work in progress. Of course, Devontae Adams is so important to this team. Can they lean on Josh Jacobs and the run game? Can he get the ball to Hunter Renfro? We know that Josh McDaniels offense in New England, certainly under Bill Belichick, they always made good usage out of their slot receivers. Right. Yeah. Right. So I'd expect Hunter Renfro to be a bigger part of the game plan, especially if Myers is out and to be a bigger part of the Raiders offense as the season progresses. So they, we know the AFC West is loaded, right? It's a loaded conference. It's a loaded division. You know, luckily for them, all three of their competitors, they lost in week one, right? So yep. they'll feel pretty good about that. But I think we're none of us are writing off the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Those, they could start 0-2 and they're probably still AFC West favorites. What was curious to me is will the Raiders feel like they can be the second best team in this division with Garoppolo? Everyone expected that to be the Los Angeles Chargers 
But I'm not going to lie to you. I, you know, I, I don't feel good about what the Chargers showed me in week one. And I don't feel good about Brendan Staley as the head coach of that football team right now. So I think with Garoppolo, you've got, the, you've got a good thing going. Uh, it wouldn't shock me if he can take them to the playoffs as the second-best team in the AFC West. You know, that's, that's the thing. And, and people always say, and Raider Nation's always calling in and talking about uh, nobody respects us, nobody respects us. I'm like, you know what? You know what changes that? Winning. Go win, <laughs> go win games, and you'll get all right. the respect in the world. And that's the thing, Justin. Jimmy has pro- proven over the course of his career to be a winner, no matter what the case is. And I know even I've said, well, in San Francisco, he had a good scenario. You know, he had a good head coach, obviously a really strong run game, great defense. So, yeah, it made winning easy. But something about Jimmy, he's just a natural winner. He's a natural leader. What is it that you see from Jimmy that just kind of gives him those those characteristics that everyone doesn't have? Well, I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head, Q. He's won a lot of football games, right? Yeah. There's no denying uh, his record in this league as a starting quarterback. And I think one thing that sort of, you know, fans are sometimes underrate about that is the respected commands in the locker room. Like, I, I know, you know, Raider Nation was, was probably hoping for a, a better upgrade at quarterback after moving on from Derek Carr. Yeah. I'm sure, you know, there were a lot of questions. How far can Jimmy take this team? I get all that. But I promise you, from the moment that he walked into that locker room, his teammates respected him as a winner, as a guy that's been to a Super Bowl, as a guy that's been to another NFC championship game. Right. Like a a guy that's been a part of multiple uh, winning squads right, in New England and knows the head coach well. So Jenny, I think, commands a lot of respect. He's a winner, as you said. And and what makes him that? Well, I think it goes back to the topic we touched on earlier. It's his poise. The moment's never too big for him. And the mistakes, you know, again, he's been prone to some of those boneheaded decisions, but he always bounces back from them. And, And that says a lot about mental fortitude, I think more than anything, right? If you can bounce back, you're going to make mistakes, right? Joe Burrow went 14 to 31 the other day. Josh Allen had four turnovers, right? right? Patrick Mahomes wasn't perfect in that week one loss. Jalen Hurts fumbled the ball with three minutes left and gave it back to the Patriots for a potentially game-winning drive. Like all of those are are the four best quarterbacks in the NFL all made glaring mistakes in week one. And a lot of them lost those games because of the mistakes they made. You are going to make mistakes in this league. No one escapes mistake-free, right? That's just not professional football. The key is how you bounce back from it. And I thought, I think Jimmy's done that his entire career, and he's already doing it in Las Vegas. And we saw it in week one, right? Bouncing back from that red zone interception to lead a game-winning drive and throw a a go-ahead score, a game-winning touchdown, and then more so, I can't say enough about that run on third down. I mean, that just took moxie. That right there is what a winning quarterback does. Step up when his team needs him to. I was very, very impressed with Jimmy in week one. I was as well. I really was. And that run that you mentioned that sealed the deal uh, on that game, that was impressive. That had Josh Jacobs fired up, and Josh Jacobs threw a really good block to help spring him as well. And so you could just see that his teammates are out there playing for him. Well, Justin, I know you do great work at thedraftnetwork.com. I did want to ask you one question real quick about rookie quarterback Aiden O'Connell. You see everything that Jimmy G does with this, uh, this Raiders offense and Josh McDaniels offense. Do you see Aiden O'Connell as a guy that could fit the mold as a quarterback that would thrive in a Josh McDaniels system. I do. And I, and again, it goes back to the theme of the offseason for them, targeting players that fit what they do. I thought Aiden O'Connell, correct me if I'm wrong, Q, he looked terrific in the preseason. Yeah, he, he had did. a really strong preseason. 
So you're already starting to see the fact that he can show command of this offense. And I thought coming out, I thought he was the smartest or one of the smartest quarterbacks in all the college football last year. You'll say what you will about some of the physical limitations. That's why he slid to where he did. But when you're looking at a high upside backup quarterback or even, you know, a low end starter that can at least keep the offense on schedule and get you through in a pinch, you know, if Garoppolo has to miss a game, miss uh, two games, Aiden O'Connell will come in there and he's going to command that offense. He'll get the ball out on time. He'll throw it where it needs to be thrown. He will not mess up a play call. He will command things in the huddle. I do. I think he's a really good fit for that Josh McDaniels offense. And I think that's why they drafted him. Look, the, we, the jury is out. We know that, right, on Josh McDaniels and, and general manager Dave Ziegler as well. Yep. They've got to come back with a strong season here after a, a disappointing first year. I think they went into the offseason and they said, you know what? We did not have players to execute our system. Say what you will about the system. Opinions, you know, be what they may. If the, They said if we're going to go down, we're going to make sure we went down with our guys. And that's the best thing you can do in the NFL. You've got something you believe in. Don't let yourself get fired without testing what you believe in. That's what they did this offseason. You know what? And I said it and I, I wrote about it in the article, Q. Most of the people would agree that Derek Carr is a more talented quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know how Raiders fans feel about that, but I think that's the general consensus. He's a talented quarterback, right? Yep. But you know what? He wasn't the right quarterback. He was not the right quarterback for the Raiders and for Josh McDaniels. And Jimmy Garoppolo so far looks like the right quarterback. And that makes a huge difference, as we're already seeing. And I get similar vibes from Aiden O'Connell. I think he's a high-level, high high-quality backup quarterback that fits what Josh McDaniels wants to do. There it is right there, Justin Mello from thedraftnetwork.com. And if you're looking for the piece, it's Jimmy G already proving to be a great fit in the Raiders' offense. Justin, fantastic stuff, man. Always appreciate your time. What are you working on that uh, we should be on the lookout for? Oh, boy. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's September now. We'll be getting back into my interview series. My Senior Bowl interview series will start early January. Nice. Uh, Q, you're familiar with it, about one to two interviews every single day on the draftnetwork.com with 2024 NFL draft prospects. We've got mock, uh, we've got mock drafts. We've got big boards coming your way uh, quickly and uh, four articles a day on draft network that I'm writing on all nice. the happenings in the NFL, whatever's in the news, I'm covering it. And, and I hope there'll be a lot more positive Raider news to cover uh, in the coming week. So whatever's happening, uh, I told my editor the other day, I go, I want to write on Jimmy Garoppolo. I want to write on Jimmy. I want to write on that performance. Uh, and they said, you know what, by all means, go ahead, because I was blown away by that performance. So whatever's happening in the NFL, whatever I deem sort of relevant that day, four articles per day covering all things football and college football. Well, you're doing a fantastic job, man. We love this time of year. We definitely appreciate all the fine work that you're doing. Thanks so much for your time, my man. Definitely appreciate you. Pleasure as always, Q. Thanks for having me. No doubt. Justin Mello, thedraftnetwork.com right there. Uh, really good stuff on Jimmy G already proving to be a great fit. In the Raiders' offense, also like what he had to say about Aiden O'Connell. Uh, two guys that we're starting to learn a lot about, right, over the past, uh, I don't know, a few months. We've really learned a lot about both Jimmy G and Aiden O'Connell. So many thanks to Justin for joining us there uh, to share some of his time. I uh, wanted to hit the don'tbebroke.com text line real quick. It's 69187, keyword R&R. We'll take a break in a minute. Mailman Raiders said, man, Q, win or lose, I'm just happy we have real football talk. No more getting my football fixed by watching Remember the Titans at the Longest Yard. I think the Bills will be a good test on what we are or what we can be. That's from Mailman Raider. And, yeah, I think that Buffalo is going to be a big test 
I also am happy that the Raiders are getting Buffalo in September as opposed to December, right? I'd much rather the Raiders, and I'm sure the Raiders much rather than play right now in September, early September, week two of the season. And on top of that, not only just because of the weather, but because, well, by December, Buffalo might be a well-oiled machine, right? Right now, this is still a feeling-out process for the whole, whole league. So uh, I think that the Raiders have an opportunity to steal this game. I'd love to see them steal this game. Uh, another text from Sir Whiskey Ray. <clears throat> he says, Q and Ari. Happy Thursday on this beautiful afternoon here in the Bay. Just tuning in as today has been one of them crazy days, Q. Thanks for keeping my mind in a happy zone every day when I tune in. I speak for not only myself, but everyone listening here in the radio airways. Quickly, I want to chime in on the point spread as the Bills are nine and a half point favorites. You know what I think of this gentleman? They can flush that spread down the toilet as I believe the Raiders have a solid chance of winning at Buffalo. The Bills look lost on offense, and I think it carries over versus the Raiders. Chalk it up, Q. Raiders win a close one. Uh, with our boy Carlson kicking a game-winning field goal. Go Raiders. That's from Sir Whiskey Ray. And, yeah, man, I just – looking at that point spread, there ain't no joke, man. Nine and a half points, that's a lot. In the NFL, especially, like college, you see it all the time, right? You see double-digit point spreads all the time. You're like, okay, it's college. Fine. I don't have a problem with college double-digit point spreads until it hits 20 or more. Once you get to 20 points, it's like, all right, man, that's that's like three, three touchdowns. So I, I, I start to get a little nervous there in college. But in the pros, when you get up there at double digits and that's, that's how much your favorite by, it's like, man, you just think that team's going to basically just run all over this team. Like, this team ain't got a chance. And you know what? A lot of times Vegas is right. A lot of times you go back and look at the end of the day and you're like, okay, they're right. You know, it, the game wasn't close like we thought it was going to be. Just something about this makes me feel like this game is going to be close one way or the other. Right, the Raiders are either going to come out on top or they're going to lose it. But I feel like it's going to be a very close game, uh, right down to the wire. But uh, right now, the, the 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 powers that be that make the point spreads do not believe <laughs> it's going to be a close one. Uh, let's see, got time for one more quick text. Um, how about uh, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, that's that's good. <laughs> that's good. I had had to scour the the text line to make sure I got everything. So definitely appreciate that feedback. Six nine one eight seven keyword R and R. Of course, you can hit us up at seven zero two three six five ninety two hundred. We don't have any more guests uh, live on the show today this uh, this afternoon. So many thanks to Justin Mello, Lincoln Kennedy, Max Starks, and Vinny Bonsignor who all joined us. But uh, right now, it's your time to shine. Call number nine is what we're going to look for. We're going to get you in to win the Ultimate Raiders hookup. And we've got all kind of Raider hookup coming along the way. Matter of fact, tomorrow is going to be a big day for that as well. But right now, we're trying to get you in to win the Ultimate Raiders hookup. We're going to get you uh, some kind of Raiders merchandise or Raiders gift card, whatever the case may be. And more importantly, that's going to get you in to win. It's going to get you one step closer to two tickets to the game versus Pittsburgh, which is the home opener, Sunday night football, two field passes, plus an autographed jersey. How do you get that? you got to win the whole thing. And to be able to win the whole thing, you got to get in to win right now. So call number nine is what we're looking for, 702-365-9200. Again, 702-365-9200. When we come back, NFL picks. I disagree highly, highly. I still contest, Ari. Yeah, yeah. I still don't believe that you went 11-5. I don't think you could have gone 11-5 if you wrote the script to the, seat, the, the, the week, right? I just don't see how you even lucked into that one. I know a, blo- a broken cl- clock is right twice a day, but I don't even know how you pulled that off. Make your own luck. Yeah, I guess so. So 
We'll see. We'll go over. Like I said, I think we need a recount, but we'll go over our, our week two NFL picks as uh, week two gets underway this evening with the uh, the Vikings and the Eagles. That should be a fun game Thursday night football. Call number nine hook is getting hooked up right now. 702-365-9200. Uh, you want to get in to win the Ultimate Raiders hookup here on Raider Nation Radio 920. This podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by Subs. Make sure you check out Subs six-foot party trays. They're perfect for game days. You'll get your choice of three made-to-order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh-baked bread, loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game day six-foot trays serve 12 to 16 people, so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas area Subs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at Portasubs.com. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your boy Q. Q. Got to give a big shout out to Alex. Alex was calling number nine. He's in to win the Ultimate Raiders hookup. Big shout out to Alex. Definitely appreciate you listening. Got more winning on the way. And tomorrow's really a big time special day as far as winning. And it's funny because I don't want to make it confusing, but we got so much winning on the way coming up and and you know in form of tickets and everything and of course with our great uh, partnership that we have with boyd gaming it really helps tomorrow all day long it's going to be fan day friday here on raider nation radio is brought to you by boyd gaming we're going to be giving out raiders and boyd swag all day long during the morning tailgate during jt the brick during this show right here those winners are all going to get into win one of two pairs of tickets to the Steelers game on uh, on September 24th. So there's that. So we're giving out the, the hookup for the Ultimate Raiders hookup, which is the pair of tickets, also the autographed player jersey, the two field passes. That's one separate promotion right there, right? That's the Ultimate Raiders hookup. But we're also, uh, with our partnership with Boyd Gaming, we're also hooking up a couple pairs of tickets to that game as well, that Sunday night football game. So uh, we're going to be hooking it up in a major way. We're going to do this throughout the course of the season as well. So if you need to get into Legion Stadium and you want to see these games, we have multiple ways to get you there. But we definitely want to shout out Boyd Gaming again all day tomorrow. We're going to have Fan Day Friday, and it's presented by Boyd Gaming, giving away Raiders and Boyd swag during the morning tailgate, during JT's show, during Unnecessary Roughness. Two pairs of tickets to the September 24th home opener versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Sunday night football, prime time action. We'll announce the winner of that on Monday. Matter of fact, the morning tailgate or JT, one of the two, will uh, announce the winner. So make sure you're listening, as you always do, Raider Nation Radio uh, 920. So with that being said, even though I'm playing this under protest, it's that <laughs> – I'm so bitter. You're so competitive. <laughs> I am. So, I am. I am, man. I'm so competitive. I used to say that my son was so competitive. He'd be. He'd want to be the first one to get in trouble. You know what I mean? Like if if if, if two kids are playing outside, he'd be like, you know what? It was me. I'm gonna get in trouble first before you, just because he's so competitive. Now I realize why he was that way. And because his daddy's, he gets it from his daddy. <laughs> and you so, see how that works out. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. And so there you go. So anyway. All right, what did you say we went in week one as far as our NFL picks go? You know what's so funny? I'm, like, trying to count and make sure I didn't mess any up on my end so that I'm official. But uh, you went uh, – you said what did you go? You I want to say what both of us did. You are 8-8. Eight and eight. Nice okay. even number. It's a lot Yeah, I'm, I'm, that's Jason Garrett. You can turn that around. And okay. uh, I am uh, playoff bound 11-5. 11, okay. 11 and 5, I should say. All right, I'm writing this down. 11-5, <laughs> you say, because I promise you there will not be another week the rest of the season where you get more wins than I do. 
I promise you. You heard it first here on Raider Nation Radio 920. You damn right they heard it. Unnecessary you damn right. roughness. You damn right. <laughs> Got me angry. Them fighting words. Now I just now I'm just gonna pull all the picks somehow and I'm like <laughs> I'm like Coach Prime in Colorado. Now you made it personal. Oh no. Now it's personal. Well I'm I am not Norvell in this situation. <laughs> right. All right, let's get it cracking. Right all right, let's tonight get it in just a little bit, Vikings and the Eagles. The Eagles are favored six points. All right. Now hold on, let me ask this question. We, we gave the line last week. Did did we base it off of the line? Did we – did we or did we just go off of wins and losses? The record's just outright wins and losses. Okay, perfect. All right, that's cool. All right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Eagles nice tonight. No, no, no. I just wanted to clarify to I'm make sure that right you now. weren't, you know, you weren't hustling uh-huh. me that way. Yeah. All right. I got the Eagles in this game. Six points I feel like is a lot. I think Minnesota's going to keep it close, but I definitely got Philadelphia winning. Same. All right. Yeah, you know. I want to – want to go one to know uh sunday starts with the packers and the falcons packers are uh one and a half point favorites and i'm taking them yeah i got green bay as well in that one uh atlanta i know they start out one to know as green bay did too but i think jordan love man had a heck of a performance in his packer debut as a starting guy so i think he's going to keep that party rolling even though it's in the atl i think the packers get this one done yep i don't think it's easy either but yeah uh this one is interesting the ravens and the Bengals, 10 a.m the Bengals are favored three and a half points. I don't even know anymore what to say. I'm going with the Ravens on this one. I think they both have a lot to prove after week one, and the quarterbacks as well. And So it's really kind of up in the air, uh, pun intended. But I think I think it's the Ravens. I got Baltimore in this game, and I don't even think that it's – I don't even think that it's that much of a question. I, I don't – I'm not a big believer in Cincinnati right now. I think that they're going to get going. But it looked like Joe Burrow was going to be really slow out the gates as he was against Cleveland. And now all of a sudden they have back-to-back AFC uh, North games, and that's a tough division. So I think that they're going to be in a bad position being 0-2 so far in the season and 0-2 in the AFC North. So I got Baltimore winning this one as well. The underdog for both of us. All right. The Lions and the Seahawks. I should switch that. I'm sorry. Seahawks are at the Lions. Lions yep. are five-and-a-half-point favorites, and I'm going with them. I still can't get aboard that train, man. I know I know that everyone's telling me, Q, choo-choo, the train is coming. Get on the train. Get all aboard. The Detroit Lions are for real. I, hey, man, I got to see some more. I got to see some more. So even though Seattle did not look good at all as the Rams beat them in week in week one, I'm going to go ahead and roll with Seattle on this one. I'm just, I just feel like they're going to get right, and I don't believe in the Detroit Lions just yet. Maybe next week we're talking about them. Maybe I'm talking about a Lions victory, and maybe I'm 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 all aboard. But right now, man, I'm holding out hope. So I'm gonna literally be the last person to the party. So there you go. I got Seattle. All right, there you go. Uh, okay, uh, on to the next. It is the Chargers at the Titans. Chargers are three point favorites, and I'm going with them. Yeah, I got LA as, as well. I think they're gonna bounce back after that loss to Miami. Uh, their defense still isn't very good. Right, Raider Nation. We know that the Raiders will be in LA Week Four taking on the Chargers. Their defense still isn't good. They still can't stop the run. They give up a lot of points. They're going to score points, but they're going to give up a lot of points as well. So I got the Chargers beating the Titans because I don't think the Titans are good at all, even though they almost beat the Saints. Uh, I'm going to go with the Chargers. Favorited by three, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned there that. You go. Yeah. Oh, this is a big-time game right here. The Bears and the Bucks. I didn't even want to just – I just wanted to Man. pass this one by. Uh, Bucks are favored at two and a half. I don't care what they did last week. Uh, I'm still taking them, but this is like, a, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I'm with I'll you. It's, it's it's pretty funny, man. I think uh, Tampa Bay shocked Minnesota by beating them. They shocked me that they beat Minnesota. But 
I don't think that Baker Mayfield keeps this thing going. I think Chicago finally finds a way to get a victory. And I say finally. It's only been one week. But I think that they do get a victory. Uh, you know, there's a lot of hype around this team. I don't think that they're going to be that team. But I do think Justin Fields finds a way to win and beat Tampa Bay. So, yeah, Tampa Bay is two-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm going with Chicago straight up. There you go. See if uh, Baker can get that playbook. So see what <laughs> right. happens there. <laughs> Anyone who says that they, 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 they were able to crack the code – on a, on a team or whatever like that, I'm going against them automatically. Right. And you know the Bears know that. I, I'm, I'm not yep. saying they're giving it up anyway, but come on. They're, they're not going to let that happen. Right. Uh, the Chiefs are in Jacksonville, and they're favored by three. Doug, let me tell you mine. this. I got the Chiefs. If, if the Chiefs lose this game and start the season 0-2, and, and there's a chance they could, right? Man, there's going to be some conversations to be had. I'm not saying I'm going to overreact, but, man, there's going to be some conversations to be had. Chris Jones, he held out, missed week one. They lost that game. He didn't really get much more on that contract deal. It was really a bad deal. Travis Kelsey didn't play week one. He was a little banged up. I think he's going to play this week. But if they lose, whoa, Nelly, man. They're going to be talking about this one. I got Kansas City, but I'll tell you, don't lose that game. If they lose that game, there's going to be some conversations to be had. And I would like to add, I don't think it's an overreaction because look at the two teams if they do lose. Like, look at those two teams. They didn't even make the playoffs. I don't buy the Lions. I'm still not buying the Lions. Uh, no, I'm saying, yeah, like they're not, you know, yeah. they didn't knock off some crazy teams. That, right. They, they, <laughs> and I'm not buying the Jaguars either. Even though I, no. I think they're going to win their division, it's because their division stinks. Yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of stinks, the Colts are at the Texans. They're a whopping one-point favorite. And I, similar, this game stinks right, to high heavens. Similar to the Bears and the Bucks. I'm like, I guess I have to make a pick. So I, I got the the Colts. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to roll with Anthony Richardson. Uh, I know he got banged up in that last game. I know he had to leave, and Gardner Minshew came in in the end. Uh, he just can't take hit after hit after hit and think he's going to be able to do that. Uh, that's the danger of a running quarterback. But I still like him. And he didn't look like, as far as throwing the ball around the yard, he didn't look like a guy that only had 13, 13 games of experience. He looked like he was a pretty experienced quarterback out there. So I think Anthony Richardson is going to be a lot better. I'm going to go with Indy in this one. There you go. All right, the Niners against the Rams. And they are uh, Niners are favored by eight. It don't matter. Right. It don't matter. The Niners in that defense, they're going to whoop that tail of the Rams. Just, they're going to whoop them. Yeah. They're straight up. With, are they playing? They're not playing the Rams, are they? They're playing the, they're playing the Cardinals. Well, that's well. I might have got a. I'm looking at it here. Uh, Aren't they? It did get cut off, but I got. I'll just. I'll just tell you. Like the thing got cut off on the page, so it has the Niners on the first page and then the Rams on the next page. But I believe I'm just gonna quickly Google this. <laughs> if I if it messes up, then that was on me, not you. That's for darn sure. Yeah. See, that's how, that's how you. That's an Ari see? thing. As hey, you know, see? With the Tupac intro. But yes, I am right. So make that a uh, 12 and five. No, I'm right. It's the Niners and the Rams. The Niners. In okay. LA, facing the Rams at SoFi. All right, so one oh five start playing? time. Cardin- uh, well, so yeah, you already picked the Niners, obviously. Yeah. So do I. Uh, the <laughs> Giants and the Cardinals. Oh, Could it okay. be? Could it be? Yeah. Uh, the, Gi- I, the Giants should bounce back. They should bounce back. And get this one. They're five and a half favorites, and uh, I'm going with them as well, only because of the tanking implications. I'll say I this, man, and I don't, I don't root for anyone to be injured or not play at the highest level. I think Darren Waller and his hamstrings are becoming a big, a big that's, concern there in New York. Like I, I really, like I'm not saying that to be goofy and say, "See, that's why the Raiders moved on from." I'm not saying that at all. No, yeah. I root for Darren Waller, but man, the more and more I keep watching and paying attention to what's going on with the Giants, every day they're talking about Darren Waller and his hamstrings and nerve damage. I mean, this is the conversation they're having. Their words, not mine. 
right? When, when you start hearing stuff like that and and flesh in, in type of situations like that, like that's not that's not a good thing, man. So uh, that's something to pay attention to. What's going on with D Wall there with New York? But I got them to beat the Cardinals because the Cardinals stink too. Yeah, same here. All right, and wait a minute. What'd you do now? <laughs> uh, hang on, just one moment, please. Man, wait, you see? That's why you didn't cook the books, man. No, uh, it's uh, the Jets and the. I just didn't realize the Jets and the Cowboys are. Yeah. Are they play this week. You yeah, got Cowboys. me. You got me with that last game. I'm starting to look at the list, and I'm the like, Cowboys Did I get the wrong list. No, the Cowboys are gonna wax them. All right. Yeah, that, I, I got them defense. too. They're favorited by nine, and uh, I'm taking the Cowboys as well. I don't like the nine points because the Jets have a really good Same. defense. I mean, they have a really good defense. I don't think that the Cowboys are going to beat them by nine, even though I just said that they're going to wax them. I just think that they're going to they're going to they're going to show how much better they are than the Jets. But the Jets' defense is going to keep them in the game. Yeah, I, I just think, think that the Cowboys are definitely going to win. Yep. Same. All right, Commanders. I've got the Commanders over the Broncos, who are favored by three and a half. It's it's Washington at Denver. Denver's favored at three and a half. What is going on with them always being favored? At home, you get three points at home, so they're giving them. Right. They're giving them that. Well, I'm going with the Washington Commanders. Commanders come in one and zero. The Broncos come in zero and one. I got the Commanders as well. I again, I don't believe in the Broncos, even though you saw them have early success against the Raiders in Week One, at least in the first half, but uh, wasn't able to get it done at the end of the day. I think the Commanders will, will find a way to win that game. Same. Dolphins are in New England at the Patriots. I uh, they're two and a half point favorites, and I'm going with the Dolphins, but this is going to be a real close one in my mind. Yeah, it's an AFC East, uh, you know, division rival game right there. Uh, Miami, they're going for the jugular, man. They're they're right now they're the favorite to win that division. Now that Aaron Rodgers isn't there, Buffalo's a question mark. New England, well, we saw what New England did last week against the Philadelphia Eagles. So yeah, I got a uh, I got Miami in this one as well. So uh, here we go. We're we're doing our NFL picks for week two. We only got three games left. A couple Monday night games, and then we'll save the Raider game for last. So go ahead, Ari. Yep, yep. On to Monday, 4-15. The Saints are in Carolina, and they are favored by three, and I'm going with them. Man, I want to go with the Panthers <laughs> and Bryce Young so bad. I just want him to succeed. I really do. Um, and the Saints didn't look that great. Derek Carr last week fumbled, even though it was, I guess, called back uh, or the, the, the whistle was blown too quickly. Uh, he had some bright moments. Uh, he does know how to use those guys with speed. I'm going to roll with New Orleans in this one, but I'll tell you, I, I'm really on the fence with it because I think Bryce Young is going to be a really good quarterback in this league. So uh, I got New Orleans this week. All right, let's see what happens. And the Browns and the Steelers. This is a tough one, too, to me. Uh, the Browns are favored at two and a half, and I'm reluctantly taking the Browns. Uh, but I think this is going to be a tight one, and I, I might get I kind of hope the Steelers the win this, this game. I really hope the Steelers win this game. I don't want them to go to Allegiant Stadium 0-2. With their backs against the wall, yep. you know what I mean. Like yeah. feeling like they have to win. Yeah, um, I had Cleveland circled on my on my sheet originally, but I'm going with Pittsburgh here. So <laughs> I'm just going to initial it, and I said it on the air so everyone can hear it. You so Ari doesn't try to cook you. the books. Ari's hey. always cooking the books. Yeah, that's that's me. That's what <laughs> I'm known for. Okay, well, talk about it right now. The Raiders and the Bills. The oh, Bills are man. favored nine and a half. That's a lot. And of I know I said the same thing last week. And this ain't going to be easy, as I've been listening to all the stuff you and all these experts have been saying all the week. Uh, but I'm taking the Raiders. Wow. Yeah. I don't have a score. It's going to be crazy up to the, right to the end, I think. And if they pull it off, it's going to be miraculous. But I'm there going is, for it. There is no point spread that's as, as large as that one. 
That I, is the worst point spread in the league. But can I just jump in real quick? They're nine and a half, and then what was the other one that was nine points? Nine. Uh, it just doesn't compare to me. I, I don't under. I mean, I also don't fully understand lines, so that's on me. But um, the Cowboys and the Jets. Yes. That's that's too much in that one too. Nine points is too much in that one. Yeah. Just some uh, there's an eight point one. Uh, 49ers and, and uh, the Rams, that's eight points. But, man, nine and a half, that's a lot of points. I I, I said it before, the Raiders aren't going to lose by double digits, I don't think. I really don't. I feel very com- comfortable saying that. I'm not 100% comfortable if they're going to win or not. I should just take, take the Raiders just to, for the hell of it. But since I picked the Bills, <laughs> I'll just stay consistent. I picked the Bills on my damn podcast. I, I picked them to lose, uh, the Raiders to lose but a close game. So I'll do it here. I'll stick with the Bills, but I don't feel very comfortable. Too many people are picking the Bills to win, so that means that the Raiders are going to find a way to get it done. And on Monday, I'll be happily wrong. That'll be the one L I take. (laughs) All the rest of these games, I'll get them all right, and the one L I'll take is the Raiders-Bills games. How about that? There you go. I like it. It's simply because that way that gives me a chance to either get one more win over you or... Or we separated a little, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you yeah. can't try to accuse me of uh, cooking the books. Man, you're Go always Raiders. you're doing something, man. You're keeping the records. You're cooking the books. You're doing something, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I like know, I said, man. I got audio to back it up. Yeah. Hey, you're a production guy. You know how to make the audio sound like whatever you want. Right. We know how to do it. I take I, and I Raiders. say we. And I say we because I know. 444 is the time. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll close out the show. It's Rare Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Shout out to Pac, man. Might be a day late and a dollar short, but that's okay. It's never going to hurt whenever you got some Pac in the rotation, man. Really. Never hurts to get some Pac in the rotation. So Ari, fantastic job in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. September 13th was the day that Tupac passed away. And today is September 14th, but... Hey, you know, it's better late than never, Ari. It's all good. <laughs> keep, up, keep up the fine work. Got some text messages we want to get to as we get ready to close out the show. We got a palm for the review uh, coming up in a few minutes after the show gets wrapped up. Eddie Pascal, Raiders.com, does a fantastic job. A lot of plenty of good stuff for you to hear. Uh, how about this text from Sal in Arizona? He said, hey, Q and Ari, if that's how you spell it, it's actually A-R-I. <laughs> he spelt it A-R-Y, but he was close, uh, I guess. But anyway, he said, uh, Sal from Arizona. I'm looking for the Raiders to give perfect effort on Sunday and the rest of the season. Go Raiders. So just short and sweet to the point, wants to uh, see the Raiders give perfect effort. And, you know, the one thing I can say about this Raiders team, I don't think effort's going to be the question, right? Execution, fine. But effort, I don't think it's going to be the question at all. Not as long as you got 98 out there, he's going to make sure the effort's high. 24 is going to make sure the effort's high. 8 is going to make sure the effort's high. 17, same thing. Right? I mean, it's just that simple. The effort's going to be high as long as those guys are out there. So thanks so much, Sal, for that text. We do appreciate it. Let's go out to the phone lines real quick, talk to our guy, Raider Dave in Denver. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, my man? Hey, man, I was just thinking about how many are traveling with the team. I didn't know if the whole practice squad was traveling or not, but I really think that Trey Tucker has got to play in this game. I don't think he's too hurt. I just think he wasn't active, right, because they had other people on the roster. I don't think it's worth having uh, Jacoby Myers end up playing in this because – one good hit, and he could be out even longer. So, uh, to me, uh, it seems like what I saw happening on Monday Night Football, the Raiders have enough team speed with Tucker and Carter, who I know is nursing a couple bumps and bruises. But they've yeah. got enough speed with those two to go down on the outsides and get the safeties away and open up the middle for uh, Adams and Hunter. I can see it. I can see it. I would like to see 
I would really like to see Trey Tucker involved because DeAndre Carter is banged up, like you mentioned, and dealing with a little bit of a knee injury. So I'd like to see uh, Carter or uh, Tucker get involved. I just think that that speed could really help, and I think that Hunter needs to be involved as well. I don't think Jacoby Myers is going to play. It's nothing he could do. It's nothing the team could do. They just got to go ahead and, and hope that he clears concussion protocol sooner rather than later. But I don't see it happening this week. So we'll see. But uh, thanks for the call, my man. Definitely appreciate you. And, yeah, Trey Tucker out there would be a good thing to see. Uh, Mike hit us up on Twitter. At Ari Produces, at r 920 AM, at your boy Q254. And he said, Q, regarding this weekend's game, I think it may be a case of you being too close to the product to see the inherent weaknesses. Bill's big on Sunday. So Mike thinks that that nine and a half points that the, the Bill's are fair by isn't too much and that there's a chance that the Bill's are going to go and have that big-time performance. And I, I don't maybe, – maybe you're right, right? Maybe you're right. I like to try to stay as even keel as possible. Uh, I actually picked the Raiders to lose the game n- twice now. Picked them on the podcast to lose. And just a little while ago, me and Ari did the NFL picks. I, cho- I picked them to, to lose. But I didn't pick them to get blown out. And I don't think that that's a product of me being too close to anything. I just don't think that the Raiders are a team that's going to get blown out. I think that they're going to be able to compete with anybody. I really do. Uh, and I think that the defense will make enough plays. I'm not saying that they're the Jets. They're not, they don't, they're not that defense. Not even going to try to say that. That would be, that'd be me being too close to the situation. But I do think that they'll be able to compete with them. If they keep it close, uh, it's a very good possibility they can steal one at the end. So we'll see. But definitely, Mike, it's always good to hear from you, my man. I definitely appreciate you. DC Raiders said, give me that spread, LOL. It's an easy W. About to drop a band on it. So there again, like I said, uh, people that, that, that do this all the time, betting, gambling, I'm not that guy. I don't consistently do that. Now, I talk betting. I'll talk, you know, lines, this, that, and the other. I know how to read them. I know what they mean. Uh, but I'm not the guy that's going to go drop some bread. Now, our resident gambler, Danny, uh, who's from the press box on, on, on uh, ESPN Las Vegas, that dude, now that dude's got a problem. Uh, love, him, love him to death, but he's got a problem. <laughs> he, he'll bet everything. Name. Yeah, exactly. He will bet everything, but that, that's okay. As a matter of fact, you can check him out at the Westgate. If you're here locally, uh, every single Sunday morning, you can check him out, what, 9 a.m., I believe, right? It starts at 9 a.m.? I believe it's 8 a.m. Just kidding, 8 a.m. Look, man, all these days start running together. On the Pacific. <laughs> hey, you know, yeah. in, in another Yeah, city. man, all these, all these days and times start running together. But, yeah, uh, he'll be out there at the Westgate. He does that show each and every Sunday morning, a couple hours, one hour on the radio, and then one hour there also just there on location. So definitely go check out Danny. But he's a good dude. I'm just – I always like to mess with him because this is the guy that will drive to Arizona to place a bet on his app. Like he'll literally drive from Vegas to Arizona to place a bet. They call him Degenerate Danny. Exactly. Exactly right. <laughs> uh, got another text from Sir Whiskey Ray. Q, did you say Mervin's? Oh, man, that's old school for sure. Thanks for keeping it real, Q. Sincerely, Radio Shack, Montgomery Wards, and Hot 97.7. <laughs> Mary Montgomery Wards. Montgomery Ward. Man, back in the day, Montgomery Wards was a spot you go to. You had to get your car fixed. You went to Montgomery Wards. You had to go pick up something to, you know, like some kind of, some like appliance from the house. You go to Montgomery Wards. It was the spot. And, and when I was young, we'd go to Montgomery Wards, and I'd look at the toy section. I'd try to go find what toys I wanted for Christmas. And it could be like. 
February, and I'm already looking for Christmas gifts, right? I mean, it's just that's kind of what you do. Montgomery Wards was that place. That was funny. We used to always call it Monkey Wards, but uh, there's that. <laughs> Mervin's, that was a spot back in the day. I remember delivering to uh, to when I was delivering FedEx in, in Solarian. They had a big empty Mervin's because, of course, it's closed now. And I said that I was going to own that building one day and turn it into uh, a big strip club with a barbershop connected to it and a chicken spot. So it was going to be like three in one, a strip club, awesome. a chicken spot, and also a, 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 a barbershop at the same time. I don't know. That's a weird thing you do when you deliver packages for a living. You just you come up with weird stuff. That's what I did. That's going to end it for today's show. It gets no better than that. Upon further reviews up on your radio next, we'll be back tomorrow. we got plenty of winning on the way. We'll close things out strong on Radio Nation Radio 920. Have a good one. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs.